Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures Sunday Edition for Sunday, January 22nd. The Legend of Reuben Lance. Today, an excerpt from Eugene Peterson's exploration of the Jonah story and its implications for the pastoral vocation in his book, Under the Unpredictable Plant. It's one of three books I've read in preparation for this study, in addition to the text of Jonah itself in Hebrew, Greek, and English, because I'm that much of a Bible nerd. Actually, Under the Unpredictable Plant was a reread possibly the third or fourth reread since I first encountered it in the late 90s. Do not have to vocationally be a pastor to benefit from its pages. In a week focused on those stereotype-breaking pagan sea salts and concluding with a challenge to watch for the graffitied sanctuaries we all too often miss, this excerpt is especially fitting to close out the week. In it, Eugene Peterson tells of one of his first spiritual directors. And it's not who you or he would have thought. He writes, Reuben Lance had huge outcroppings of bristle for eyebrows and a wild red beard. He looked mean, a demeanor reinforced by his laconic sarcasm. In our town, he was a jack-of-all-trades, an, ex- an expert in everything manual. Carpentry, plumbing, electrical work, masonry. He could fix anything. His expertise was so well-established, apparently, that he didn't have to be nice. When I knew him, he had not yet married. Everyone I knew was intimidated by him. I know I was. I was totally surprised when a friend suggested that I go to him for conversation and prayer. I knew that he professed to be a Christian, at least he showed up for worship in our little sectarian congregation every Sunday, but that he would be accessible to prayerful conversation would never have occurred to me. He never smiled. He never prayed aloud in church. In our circle, praying aloud was a prerequisite to authentic spirituality. My sense was that He was scornful of most of what passed for religion, and he didn't suffer fools gladly. I was 20 years old, home from college for the summer and feeling a bit foolish with an unnameable discontent that was taking more and more room inside me. I was reluctant to risk his scorn of what he would probably see as an adolescent silliness draped with the silk veils of a pretentious metaphysics that I had picked up in college a thought that had already occurred to me, and afraid that he would rip through the pretense with a single sarcastic remark. But my friend seemed confident that Reuben might very well be the right person for me. So I went. I asked him if I could talk to him and maybe pray with him, explained that I had these feelings and energies that I didn't understand and thought they had to do with God. He was curt in his assent. If that's what you want, meet me in the church basement after supper on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He became my first spiritual director. My first spiritual director didn't know he was a spiritual director. He had never so much as heard of the term spiritual director, and neither had I. 
but our mutual ignorance of terminology did not prevent the work. We were both doing something for which we had no name. For a summer of Tuesday and Thursday evenings, we met, conversing and praying in the prayer room in the church basement. We got on well. He was not only the first, but among the best of the spiritual directors I have had. Those meetings shaped one of the significant relationships in my life with lasting effects. It would be 20 more years before I acquired a vocabulary that would adequately account for what took place between us. I can remember little of the content of that summer of prayers and conversations. What I do remember is that I was with a person who treated me with great dignity, or more particularly, he treated my God interest, my prayer hunger, with great dignity. The Elijah fierceness, it turned out, protected a shy gentleness. It was also, I have since thought, an assault on sentimentality. Reuben loathed sentimentalism, especially pious sentimentalism. I slowly became aware that I myself, just as I had been inarticulately guessing, was an aspect of the mystery of God, a mystery not to be fit into an already prepared program. He had nothing to tell me, although he freely talked about himself when it was appropriate, but he never took over. The saint I had tried to go to first before Reuben had a lifetime of pious wisdom to shovel into me. He saw me as an abyss of ignorance that he had been divinely appointed to fill in. I was an opportunity for ministry. Reuben assumed a stance of wonderment. In his company, I also began to enter into wonder. Yes, Lord, bring on those graffitied and often intimidating sanctuaries that we might otherwise avoid, bypassing saints chock full of sage advice for the Reuben with those bristling, foreboding, assaulting eyebrows and that fierce Elijah manner so that we too might enter into wonder right alongside those pagan sea salts on Jonah's ship. Amen.